all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Y'all, we got to do more than just have church. Amen. Lift your Bible towel. Let's make our confession of faith together. Let's go. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, speak to us now. We're open and we're ready. We are open and we're ready. Speak to us with clarity. Speak to us with power. Speak to us with strength, God. Thank you for how you've already moved into this 1115. But God, we say take us to another level. Pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit. God, we're not just talking about goosebumps and emotion, but we're saying let your spirit flood this building. Let your spirit flood every digital campus. And for this, we give you glory. And for this, we give you glory. And for this, we give you glory. In Jesus' name, somebody shout, I'm open and I'm ready. Clap your hands and tell God thank you. Hold on, I need to hear you clap. And men shall clap their hands. And the Bible says when you clap, you hiss the enemy out of his place. I need you to clap your hands in this building. Clap your hands online. It's not just an emotional sign. It's a spiritual sign. Go. Hallelujah. Let's go to work. So our series, guys, is the ghosts and the gifts. This is the last message in our series. Has this series blessed anybody so far? It's, I pray you go back and get it in our app or our website. So many amazing messages about the Holy Spirit. We've been learning about the Holy Spirit, which is also known as the Holy Ghost, and the gifts that he brings. And I've taught you this. There are three spiritual experiences that are available for everybody. Here's what I love about that. It doesn't matter what your past is. The same three experiences are available to you. It doesn't matter, watch me, how big your mess up was, the same experiences are available to you. I just wonder if I'm in the building with some people who are glad that God doesn't judge your future by your past. I just wonder if there's some of us that are excited that it doesn't matter how big we messed up, how big we fallen. Watch me, if you still got a pulse, he still got a plan. And I need you to get excited because the rest of this year is going to be the best of this year for you. Say, I have a pulse. 
He has a plan. Three experiences. The first is the decision to become a Christian. This is known as salvation or being born again. This is where you are sealed by the Spirit. And I've been using this all throughout this series. Somebody, bless me, and sent me some 24 karat gold water. I did not even know that they made 24 karat gold water, which is why I drink so little of it so that I can hold on to my 24 karat gold water as long as I can. Listen, on the top, you'll see a gold seal. And the gold seal says... Now, what's in this is 24 karat gold. Pay attention. The problem with only being sealed, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are filled with what the seal says. Well, watch me. Have you ever taken a piece of Tupperware and watch me? It says Cool Whip on the outside, but there was not Cool Whip in it. You used it all, and now you got spaghetti in there. You got noodles in there. You got tuna fish. Y'all ain't going to say nothing right now. You got something else in there, which means if I look at it from the outside, it's not necessarily filled with the same thing on the inside. And this is why we need that second experience. That second experience is where it's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit or where your spirit feels. Pay attention. It means that the living God now lives in you. And this is good news because the same God that we read about in the Bible, that same God will come and live in you. And here's what's amazing. See, God is not one plus one plus one equaling three. That's polytheism. That's paganism. No, God is one times one times one equaling one. See, Father times Son times Holy Ghost is the same thing. God chose to manifest himself three different ways, but he's the same God. Just like, watch me, this water in its liquid form is what? Water. It's still H2O. But if I freeze it, watch me, it's now a solid, but it's still H2O. But if I heat it up hot enough and it boils and turns into a steam gas, watch me, it's still H2O. It's the same principle with God. Why do you need to know that? Because when you talk about being spirit-filled, you're not getting some junior God. You're getting the living God. You are not getting some, some B team that couldn't make it to the A team. You're not getting just some little flunky. You are getting the same God. Same God that parted the Red Sea in you. Same God that uh, fed two people with two fists and five loaves of bread. He fed thousands. Same God lives in you. Same God that healed blinded eyes with mud. Same God that lives in you. The God that you read about in the Bible is the same God that lives in you. So here's why you need to get excited. When I stay spirit-filled, that means nothing I face is going to phase me. Why won't it phase me? Because the same God I read about in that Bible is the same God that's in me. And if God be for me, who would dare be against me? I need you to open up your mouth right there and just say, thank you, Lord, for filling me with your spirit. Come on, I need you to open your mouth and say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. And what have I taught you in this series? That when you pray for it, you receive it. It's not that you're going to feel something. You're not going to necessarily shake on the ground and feel goosebumps. No, he's not a feeling. He's a feeling. I'll back that thing up so you get it. He's not a feeling. He's a feeling, which means even if I don't feel like it, baby, it's there. Listen, you don't see the, uh, 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 the, uh, the digital things that are going on in the atmosphere with your phone. You don't see those microwaves, uh, beams of energy going through the atmosphere. All I know is when I call somebody to answer, you better hear me. I may not feel it, but baby, I'm filled with it. And I know that 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 I know God is with me. If you don't help somebody next to you say he's with you and he's in you which means wherever I go God showed up on the police force God showed up on your job God showed up in the house God showed up in the field God showed up on the plane God showed up wherever I go I took God with me spirit field here's the problem Here's the problem once you're spirit-filled, and I've taught you all about that this series. So if you're like, what does all that mean? you got to go back and catch up on the series in our app, on our website, our Facebook, our, all that. Now check this out. Here's what's happened. Pay attention. Do you see 
how this is feel. Water in the Bible represents the spirit. See how it's feel? Notice, though, there's a part of it that's empty. Why? It's been used. See, here's what happens in life. If you grew up in church, you view it this way. Well, you know what? Listen, I got filled with the Holy Spirit on July 19th, 1985. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with that. Say, what's the problem, Bishop? Here's the problem with that. The problem with that is that you've been living since then. And since you've been living since then, watch me, you have been using. Listen, let's be honest. It can drain you to be a mother. Drain you to be a father. Drain you to do your job. And can I be honest with you? Being drained doesn't mean something is demonic because you're literally built to pour. Your life is so that you can be a blessing to other people. Can I let you in on something? Even the hell you've been through hasn't been for you. It's been so you can be a blessing to somebody else. But those of us in this building and online, where you've ever gone through some hell in your past, can I get you to worship God for three seconds? Why? You just found out it wasn't about you. It was about somebody else. Somebody say, it wasn't for me. It was for somebody else. So listen, as you go through life, listen, this is how you end up. And what happens is for many Christians, what they need is the third experience. It is a refill. Say a refill. I've never gone to a restaurant and just said, you know what? I don't need anything to drink. I drink on Sunday. Think about it even with your eating. You don't say, you, you, listen, today is Sunday. Listen, uh, listen, I've been dreaming about what I was going to eat today because I, I was ate so little yesterday. I was like, God, I can't wait to figure out what I'm going to eat on Sunday at the church. I'm just telling you. Well, ask me. That, but that's like you waking up on Sunday and said, I don't need to eat. I ate last month. Watch me. Every day you need to be refilled naturally. So pay attention. Why do you think you don't need to be refilled spiritually? Mm. See, that third experience, watch me, is a daily experience. It's a lifestyle, not an event, which means every day I need a refill of his spirit. Why? Because dealing with some of these people you have to deal with, if you are not filled with his spirit, you will snap, crackle, and pop. I want to check the room and check online for the people to where your literal job is dealing with difficult people. You better stay filled so that you don't lose your fight. Come on, y'all. Open your mouth. Say, Lord, I need a refill. I Pay, pay attention. I need a refill. This has to be a daily prayer. I gotta be honest. Sometimes you're gonna have to pray it multiple times a day, because sometimes, listen, by, listen, by eight eight thirty, you only been in the office since eight. By eight thirty, you've already dealt with five fires. You're like, listen, Lord, I already need a refill. Here's what I'm glad about. He has an unlimited supply. When you find yourself getting frustrated, don't cuss. Say, Lord, I need a. When you find yourself wanting to give up, before you quit, you need to ask the Lord for. A, when you feel like you can't take the pressure of it, I'm here to tell you he wouldn't have gave it to you unless you could handle it. Just say, I need a refill. So watch me. Today's message is this. It's being gifted by the Spirit. Now, if you pay attention to this uh, glass, you will see not only is there water, which represents the Spirit, but watch me. There's that gold in there. There's a 24-karat gold. Watch me. That represents your gift. God has gifted you. Say, I'm gifted. See, you're afflicted because you're gifted. See, the, the enemy wants me. Uh, he sees and, and sees something that's in you, and sometimes you do not see inside of yourself. So since you were a child, he's been after you never using the gift that you were sent to the earth to use. See, watch me. How you're gifted reveals why he created you. When I find my gift, I find my assignment. 
When I find my gift, I find why I was sent to the earth. You were not just sent to the earth to pay bills and die. You were not just sent to the earth to have babies and die. You were not just sent to the earth to work a job, retire, and go sit on a beach somewhere. That's nice, but there's so much more to you. For those of you that know your life is more than what you're currently living, I need you to give God glory. Why? Because you're about to see more in these next four. Go. Go. There's more. There's more. You're more than a mother. You're more than a father. You're more than a doctor. You're more than a lawyer. You're more than an entrepreneur. Somebody holler, there's more. How do you know? 1 Peter 4.10, it says this, based on the gift each one has received. Stop. This is past tense, which means the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 1, before I formed you in your mother's womb, pay attention. God says, when I formed you, I gifted you. When I formed you, I gifted you. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Which means God says, you and I had a relationship before you ever got here. That's why when you give your life to the Lord or you, you become saved or born again, it's really not an introduction to the Lord. It's a reintroduction to the Lord. This is why the Apostle Paul calls it the ministry of reconciliation. Well, you cannot be reconciled unless you were first consiled. Which means even when I come to the Lord, all I'm doing is being reacquainted with who I already knew before I got here. This is why when you begin to worship, something begins to move you. Something begins to stir you. Why? Because I'm just being reminded of what I did before I got a body and got here. I'm just being reminded of what I did when I was in heaven before I got here. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And I, watch me, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. He says, watch me, a prophet, that's a gift. Pay attention, that's a gift, that's a gift, that's a gift. He says, Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I gifted you. And Jeremiah, since you've been a little boy, you have been afflicted because you're gifted. This, watch me, you were teased so that they could shut your tongue up. You were made fun of so that you would never, ever come out of your shell. But I'm here to tell somebody, I rebuke your shy. I rebuke the words that people spoke over you that made you feel less than and that you're not good enough and you can't do it and you don't have what it takes. You are well able. I need you to fist bump somebody next to you. Say, you got this because God's got you. Come on, I need somebody to get excited because you're about to be doing some things in these next four months you've never done before. How I have somebody else a fist bump them? Say, you got this because God's got you. And say, I'm excited about your future. How excited are you? On three, let me see it. One, two, three, go. Excited about it. Excited about it. Excited about it. Excited about it, you're about to possess what you're praying for. You're about to see what you've sown for. Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered the heart of man. Somebody say, yes, Lord. Based on the gift each one has received, which means when God formed you, he gifted you. See, look at this. God says, I put some gold in there. I put a gift in there. Must be, this is why the apostle Paul tells Timothy, he says, stir up the gift. Because watch me, because after you've gone through life, it can begin to settle. And for some of you, I came after you today because you've been settling. Mm. And say, so I guess this is just as good as it's going to get. If you got a pulse, you, God still has a plan. He's not done with you yet. See, there's a difference between being content and settling. Content says, I talked to you last week, the Apostle Paul says, listen, I will find God in anything that I go through. But watch me, settling means, God, there's nothing more you can do. 
You better hear me. God says, you haven't seen yet what I have the ability to do in you and through you. I need you to take the limits off of God. The same God that's in this Bible is the same God that lives in you. And for some of you, God says, I'm about to blow your mind. So you may, you may think, well, I don't want to do all that shouting. But can I tell you, your shouting is going to help you seize it faster. Come on, say, do it, God. Do it, God. Based on the gift each one has received. Come on, Facebook. Come on, I saw you on there. Watch me. Come on, YouTube. Based on the gift each one has received. So watch me. It says, I gifted you when I formed you. Then I sent you to the earth. And now you're afflicted because you're gifted. See, see, watch me. If somebody was trying to break in and, and, and steal the water, you may say, well, why in the world are they trying to steal the water? Well, that's because, watch me, you just think it's just water. What you don't recognize is there's a gift in the water. Somebody say there's something of value in me. Come on. I don't care who says you're trash. God says there's something valuable in you. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Let's go. So here we are. It says, based on the gift each one has received, use it. Watch me, not use people. Mm. It says, use it. Your gift is to be used. Uh, people used to say this, well, if you don't use it, you lose it. No, you don't lose it. You just lose. The Bible says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Which means God says, no, it's not that you're going to lose the gift. It's just you're going to lose. See, because you're going to try to fight a fight you weren't gifted to fight. You're going to try to fight a war that you weren't gifted to fight. You're going to be in somebody else's lane trying to compete with them. This is why we have so many haters in culture today. Because you're not in your lane. You're not in your lane. Listen, if you were in your lane, you wouldn't be messing with what I'm doing in my lane. If you were doing what you're supposed to do, you'd be rooting for me and I'd be rooting for you. Instead, you're in my lane because you don't know why you're gifted. And just because you don't know why you're here, you keep getting in other people's way. I need you to fist bump somebody next to you and say, you're gifted. He says, use it to serve others. Use it to do what? Serve others. So now we see how you're afflicted. You're afflicted with people. People are often the source of how you are afflicted. Why? Because when you are afflicted by people, let's be honest, you don't want to serve people. When people have done you dirty, listen, you don't want to deal with people. If I was to ask you to raise your hand and say how many people you are struggling with trust issues, many hands would go up. Matter of fact, come on, you at Harvest. Let's just be honest. Come on, come on, you, you, you were bishop for me. You never have to lie. When you're real, you can heal. Pay attention. Why? Because people afflicted you. But guess what? People are who you're assigned to. So if the enemy can get you now to be mad with people, angry with people, offended with people, now you won't use your gift to serve them. You will use your gift to serve yourself. And that's not why you've been gifted. This is why you see a lot of gifted people that never ever accomplish anything great because they use it to self-serve instead of serve people. Somebody say, I'm sent to serve. Come on, 1115 online, you type it in the building, you say it, say, I'm sent to serve. He says, serve others as good managers of the very grace of God. Pay attention. So the gift doesn't belong to you. You're a manager. God was very clear about this. He says, this is not ownership of the gift. This is stewardship of the gift. You are a manager of it, not the owner of it. Why is that important? Because I said this at the 915. It's kind of like all the parents holler at me real fast. Holler. Parents. I, the parents, listen. You bought the phone. You bought the PlayStation. You bought the Xbox. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right now. You purchased it. But watch me. But watch me. They try to act like it's theirs. So you're like, let me see your phone. Mama, can't you use your phone? Boy, if you don't give me that phone. Matter of fact, take the code off the phone. No more phones in the house. Page me. 
went and found you a beeper somewhere. Listen. You pay the mortgage, you pay the rent, and for some of you, your days of renting were about to come to their conclusion. I heard keys in the spirit on Friday. I just heard them again in this building right now. Oh God, let's go, I gotta move, I gotta move, I gotta move, I gotta move. So, so watch me, you're a manager, not an owner, which means you're a steward, not an owner. God says, the gift belongs to me. It's the same thing, if you use the example I just gave. Listen, parent, you, brought the, you bought the phone, it's your phone. You're letting them use it. Because 13-year-olds can't have Verizon plans. They can't have phone plans, which means you can't even use it without the owner. You need the owner to be able to use it. And for some of you, you keep acting like your gift belong, belongs, belongs, to, belongs to, you, to you. God says it does not belong to you. I gave it to you to manage it, but it belongs to me. And if you don't use it to serve other people, I'm going to skip over you and find somebody else that will serve. For those of us that are excited that we're sent to serve, can I hear you worship for three seconds? Sent to serve. Sent to serve. Sent to serve. Sent to serve. Say, I'm sent to serve. So when you understand this, what is a spiritual gift then? A spiritual gift is the ability given by the Spirit to serve people for God's glory. It's not for your glory. It's for God's glory. And this is important. Two things in the Bible. God says he will not share with human beings. He will not share his vengeance. Vengeance means getting somebody back. Look at me. Stop trying to get people back. God says if you get them back, then that's it. This, and listen, this is one of the most difficult things, especially anybody like me, you're an aggressive personality, you're a fighter, you're a gladiator type. Like, like I am not, I remember having to learn this lesson because Lord's like, son, I just need you to calm down. I was like, Lord, I'm not built to be calm. Listen, if something going on, I'm built to say, uh-uh, what we about to do, where we about, I wish I had some of y'all that watch me, you ain't always lived in the burbs. I wish I had some of y'all where you could tell your testimony every I'm like, God, I'm not built to be some passive guy. I'm like, I'm not, I don't even like it. The thought of passivity is just disgusting to me. It's just gross. I'm like, I'm not. He said, listen, son, if you clap back, then I won't. He said, so if you get even, then I won't get them. But if you leave it alone, oh, my God, you're about to be glad you didn't text back. You're about to be glad that you didn't send that email. You're about to be glad that you didn't get vengeance. Because since you didn't, God says, now watch me do it. And when I do it, I'm going to handle them in ways you don't even imagine. Two things he says he won't share. Vengeance is number one. What's the first one? Vengeance. I just told you to do. What's the first one? Second one is glory. God says he's not going to share his glory with anybody. Think of glory like this. Think of glory like this. Think of glory like this. I want you to come up, come up on the stage. All right, all right. And just give me, some, give, me, give, me a big, give me a big sound. Ready? Go. Give me a big sound. Give me a big sound. Big sound. Everybody clap. Now, walk like it's you that's celebrating. Keep going. Walk like it's you you're celebrating. Stop. God says, uh-uh. I'm not sharing my glory with anybody. God says, listen, everything good in your life, I get the glory for it. Stop telling people it was you. It was your education. It was your money. God says, give me the glory that I'm due. You're gifted for his glory. You're gifted for his glory. You're gifted for his glory. You are gifted for his glory. Say, get the glory, God. 
So watch me, watch me. Spiritual gifts are an ability given by the Spirit to serve people for God's glory. Here's what spiritual gifts are not. Spiritual gifts are not titles or positions. See, it's not a spiritual gift just to have a title or position because you can have a title or position and not be gifted to do it. This is why sometimes we have people in position that screw everything up because they're not gifted to do what they're in position to do. See, if you're not gifted to lead, you don't need the seat of a leader just because you've been around for a long time. See, sometimes leadership positions are given for tenure instead of tenacity and ability. Number two, spiritual gifts are not to show off. God says, this is not for you to go around and twirl and pop, lock, and drop it. Pick it up. Unlock it and unpop it. Next, spiritual gifts aren't talents. I've heard people say stuff like this. I have the gift of prayer. That's not a gift. We're all supposed to pray. I have the gift of peace. That's not a gift. We're all, stop raising hell with everybody. That's not a gift. I have the gift of love. Love isn't a gift. It's a command, which means I have to do it even if I don't want to do it because he told me to do it. And it doesn't make me weak to do it. It makes me meek to do it. And meek isn't weak. Meek means submissive. Weak means that you don't have the power to submit. Let's go. It's not a talent. I have the gift of music. Music is not a gift. Listen, we can send you to some classes. You can learn how to play. We can put you on YouTube and you can learn how to play. I have the gift of singing. That's not a gift. Uh-uh, uh-uh. A spiritual gift is not a talent. See, you can learn talent, but you can't learn to be gifted because it's a gift. In, in other words, come here. In other words, watch me. Watch me. It's a gift. See, you can learn how to do a talent, but a gift, listen, I just chose to give it to you. See, when God gifts you, he says, I chose to give it to you. Watch me. So stop grieving because you didn't get the gift somebody else got. Stop being mad. I wish I was like that. But baby, celebrate who you are because what you are and who you are is needed in the earth. You better fist bump somebody and say, celebrate who you are. Stop wishing you were somebody else and instead celebrate how he's gifted you. So here we are. Here we are, 1 Corinthians 12 and 1. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. He says, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. New King James says, ignorant. <laughs> Come on. That's a southern way to say it. He says, brothers and sisters, concerning spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be ignorant. He says, in other words, there's a lot of information, but it's misinformation out there. So this is what I want to do with today's message. Say, I'm gifted. Spiritual gifts are grouped into three categories. I'm going to hit two categories real quickly, and then we're going to focus in on one area. And the first is the five-fold ministry gifts. These gifts, the Bible teaches us in Ephesians 4, 11 through 12, these gifts are given to build up the body of Christ, to build up the church. The first is the gift of the apostle. Say apostle. Simple way to remember these gifts is look at your hand. Five-fold ministry gifts, all right? So the gift of the apostle. This is the foundational gift. This literally means a sent one. This gift is sent on a specific assignment to change the culture of the earth. Pay attention. This gift is not trying to reproduce what was. This gift is a disruptor. This gift is sent to do it different. This gift is not trying to have old-time religion. This gift is saying, let's flip that thing upside down. This gift is not trying to reproduce and have revival. Revive means to bring something that was dead back to life. You need to ask yourself the question, who killed it in the first place? Because maybe it's supposed to be dead. For those of you who grew up in church, you often heard this word, revival. We're going to have revival. Can I tell you something? That word's not even in the Bible. The word revival only appears in the John Waymouth translation of the scripture, and you don't even know who that is. So we're asking God to bring something back to life. The gift of the apostles is, mm -mm, let's do something new. 
right? It's a simple. When this gift establishes churches, builds churches, builds leaders. Leaders are attracted to this gift because strength needs strength. Iron needs iron. This is why part of my assignment, because this is how I'm gifted, part of my assignment is I influence influencers. Why? Because every iron person needs iron. For many of you, you're leaders in what you do. You're, 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 you're forerunners in what you do. You're pioneers in what you do. That's why God would call you to a man like me. Why? Because you needed strength to speak to your strength. You needed iron to sharpen your iron. You couldn't have no punk past to getting up saying be weak. You needed somebody would say you were born to rule and to reign and to conquer and subdue. Secondly, the gift of the prophet. This is a God-conscious gift. This gift, if you look at your hand, this gift is the pointer finger. This gift gives direction. How? It foretells and it foretells. I've taught on these before. I just want to hit it real fast and move on. Third is the gift of the evangelist. This is the proclaimer of the gospel. This is the gift that is actually the gift of preaching. See, you can preach and not be a pastor. You can pastor and not preach. See, some people think because they're good speakers, they're supposed to start churches. Wrong. Because, listen, because you can, you can say some great stuff and not know what to do with the people you said great stuff to. Which brings us to the fourth gift. This is the gift of the pastor. This is one who cares for a flock. Now, when you think of pastor, you think immediately you look up to the stage and see the person on the stage. But when you understand the way this gifting works is that sometimes the gift that's on the stage is not necessarily gifted to be a pastor. Because they like crowds, not people. So, so watch me. You don't have to have a mic or a title to have this gift. Why? Because you like to care for people. So the moment you see anything going on, you're like, listen, I wanted to take care of this for you. I saw you were struggling with this. I wanted to do this. Because whenever you see people, something activates in you that says, I got to care. I got to care. I got to care. And for some of you, watch me. I'm so excited about the future of our church because we're about to start bringing those of you to the... Those of you that are gifted, I'm about to use your gifts. You're about to use your gifts in ways you've never, ever imagined. In Denver, in Atlanta, and online. Brings me to the fourth gift, or the fifth gift, the gift of the teacher. Don't think of this like you would how we think of scholastic endeavors, right? We still got our school set up from um, the, one of those messages we did called being schooled by the spirit, all right? And so I said, just leave it up there. You know, school going back in session. And, uh, you know, I haven't seen pencils in years. I didn't even know they still made colored pencils. Do you know they still make answering machines? I saw one the other day. I'm telling you something. I was touring a property in Atlanta, and I looked over, and they had an answering machine. I said, what is that doing here? They said, oh, we're going to check the messages. Check the messages. I said, my God, this ain't all right. Here we go. Let's go. The gift of the teacher is truth-oriented. Remember, these five gifts are about building up the body of Christ, building up the church. So you need these five gifts. You need one that's sent to disrupt. You need one that can give direction, correction, foretell, and foretell. You need one that can proclaim the gospel. You need one that can care for a flock. You need one that it can teach. Watch me. In my case, I care. I walk in all five of the fivefold. All right? So, 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 so that's just me. All right? But, but everybody's gifted differently. Here, you need to celebrate how you're gifted because for some of you, watch me, you keep pigeonholing what you can do because you don't realize that you have, watch me, more than one gift. I need you to elbow somebody and say, I have multiple gifts. I, don't try to lock me in a box and say this is all I can do. There's so much more in me. So the, the role of the teacher is to establish 
and teach information. This gift is unique because the Bible says this particular gift, this gift is held to an account. He says, woe to you who teach because you will be held to a higher standard of account. He says, if you get up, this is why I need for those of you who think that ministry is only a microphone. I need you to realize that the microphone isn't a promotion. It's actually a weight. Because everything that comes out of your mouth, God says, I am, listen, you will be held account for. So if you misteach my people, when I see you, I'm going to have something to say about what you mistaught. This is why for some of you, I just need you to be grateful. This is your time to sit down and learn, get you some notes together. Why? Because I don't want to open my mouth and say something I have to give an account for. Next set of gifts. This set of gifts is called the motivational gifts. Say motivational gifts. They call them the motivational gifts because these are the gifts that motivate your movements. They motivate your movements. These gifts are built into you. Five-fold ministry gifts, those gifts are all about the building up of the church. Motivational gifts, these gifts go everywhere, anywhere, all day, every day. Say everywhere, anywhere, all day, every day. Wherever I go, I'm motivated to move a certain way. So look at these gifts. Look at these gifts. Now, let me say this. These gifts are tested for and they are taught about more in more depth in Harvest Youth. So I'm going to hit them real quickly like I hit the five-fold because I really want to get to this last grouping of gifts. For those of you like, Bishop, how do I get in Harvest Youth? It's coming up on the screen. All you have to do is scan the QR code right there. You can register for Harvest Youth. You can take your spiritual gifts test. You don't even have to wait to take the test. Guess where it's at? It's in the app. Y'all better hear me today. Y'all had that. It's in the app. You can test for your spiritual gifts. Why is it important to test for it? Because sometimes you're good at it but not gifted in it. And you will think because you're good at something that it means you're gifted. And sometimes you have just learned behaviors and patterns, but you're not gifted to do it. Right? So you can scan that QR code right there. Snap a photo of it in the building. Snap a photo of it online if you need to do that. All right, let's get to these gifts. What are they called? It's right there on the screen. What are they called? All right, Romans 12, 6, having then different grace or different gifts, differing according to the grace that God has given to us. So God says, everybody's not the same. Pay attention. Don't demonize different. Let me back the thing up and say it again. Don't demonize different. A lot of people are like, well, why aren't you like me? Well, listen, if we have more of the same, what we need you for? Can you just wink at somebody and say what you have is needed? Come on. Uh-uh, I need you to say that to somebody that when you say they're going to put a praise on the end of that. Because for some of you, your whole life, you've been like, God, do I have anything to offer? You do, and he's about to unlock it and use it. Would you look at somebody next to you and say, what you have is needed. Let's see if they praise on the back end of that. You're needed. 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 Facebook, you're needed. Christy, you're needed. Anastasia, you're needed. Gene, you're needed. Everybody shout, I'm needed. Who are these names you're calling out from the chat? Let's go. Romans 12, 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Say, use them. Because I didn't gift you for you to sit on it. Get off your blessed assurance. And use what you got. Can I borrow a line from uh, Prophetess Diamond from Players Club? Use what you got. I'm just joking. She's not a prophetess. Let's play. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, notice this appears here. Because watch me, this gift of prophecy doesn't just apply to in the church and building the church. You can be gifted like this and use it everywhere you go. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
which means everywhere you go, you, you have a God consciousness. You walk in, uh, in prophecy. You're giving direction and correction. You're the type of person that wants me, the gift of the prophet, it foretells and foretells, which means you'll tell people what's on the schedule of their life, but then, watch me, when you're gifted uh, in this way, you can add something to the schedule of their life. This is why I read that scripture all the time, 1 Samuel 3, 19. And the Lord is with the man of God. Put that up for a second. And the Lord was with the man of God. The man of God, watch me, and it's talking about Samuel. Samuel was a prophet. Pay attention. He was gifted as a Come on, he was gifted as a So pay attention. And Samuel grew. Let me see if I can say it another way. And the gift of the prophet grew. And the Lord was with him. And every time that prophet spoke, nothing he said hit the ground. All right, here we go. Let's look. Romans 12, 6. Um, prophecy, God consciousness. Let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Verse 7. Or ministry. Ministry here is the gift of serving. And watch me. Everybody serves, but some people are gifted to serve. See, we should all serve because Jesus said the greatest among you will be your. So don't say, Bishop, that's why I don't serve. I don't have a gift. No, 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 no. Don't misunderstand it. See, the gift of serving just gives you the ability to outserve. What do you mean by that? See, when you have the gift of serving, you'll walk into a room and find the errors and start serving the fixer. You'll be like, hey, let's get this together. Do y'all see this thing over here? Do y'all see this? Come on, let's get this together. You'll walk into a room and you'll see an opportunity to serve. See, when you're gifted this way, you look for opportunities to solve problems because you see yourself as a servant. Pay attention. All of us should serve. Some are also gifted to serve. Don't use this as an excuse if this isn't one of your top gifts to say, see, that's why I don't do nothing. It's not how it works. All right, all right, all right. Here's the next one. One who teaches. You see this one repeating? Because this is everywhere, which means not only do we use it to build up the church, but this gift can also be used out there. Harvest has a lot of educators that have this gift. They're truth-oriented, which means they're always teaching a lesson. Let something happen. They're trying to find the lesson in it. You could be at Six Flags getting ready to get on a roller coaster, and they're trying to teach. Now, do you see how this angle here goes around? And the, like, if you don't move up in this line. The teacher's always trying to teach. They're always trying to find a teachable moment. And for some of you, you were like, I just need to be quiet. Baby, that's how you gifted. You are gifted to find moments to extract truth. Eight, he who exhorts in, in exhortation. So the gift of exhortation deals with building people up. There are some people that are so, they're just great encouragers. You ever met anybody like that? Well, they were just an encourage. I mean, they sending you texts in the middle of the day, just, I'm so excited. You're doing a really good job. And when you ticked off, you're like, if you don't stop encouraging me, come on, let's be honest. You ever been mad and somebody trying to encourage you and you're like, if you don't, thank you for the four honest people in this building. Online, you wave at me. <laughs> You're like, look, I'm trying to be mad right now, and you sitting here and sending me scriptures. I'm ticked off now. Do that later. See, the gift of the exhorter is growth conscious. They always want to see you grow. So this gift is always encouraging people. Can I be honest? This gift is often a morning person. This gift is a morning person. Why? This gift, because this gift wakes up, and they're like, this is the day that the Lord has made. I maybe went to sleep at 2, but I'm going to be up at 5.30. Except, watch me, walking around drinking their coffee, talking about, it's a great day. It's a great day. Ain't everybody feeling good? What you want to go eat? How you feeling? What are you doing? Does everything look good? And for some of you, people will say, you're doing too much. No, that's just how you are gifted. 
Are there any exhorters that are in the room right now? You're just gifted that way. So when everybody else is being negative, this gift is like, no, but there's a way. Joshua had the gift of exhortation. How do you know it? Because when the, when the uh, 10 spies, 12 go to the land, 10 come back and say, we can't do it. Joshua and Caleb, they have the gift of exhortation, particularly Joshua. Because Joshua's like, what are y'all talking about? We are well able to do this. Ten of, watch me. When you're the gift of the exhorter, often the odds will be against you. You'll have more people trying to tell you why it won't work. But when you're gifted to be an exhorter, you better use your gift and say, you're giving me 10 reasons why it won't. All I need is one why it will. I'm going to tell somebody, you better go on one. Somebody say, I got one, and that's all I need. Here's the next gift. He who gives with liberality. Now, we all should give. The Bible says give, and it shall be given unto you. We all should be givers. There's something about the gift of the giver. They're stewardship conscious. Because this is the type of gift that when they give, they don't want to be known. They will drop off an anonymous package. They will drop off something anonymous. They, they don't need to be known. Matter of fact, they prefer to stand in the back and just watch you open it and not even say, who gave it to me? Don't tell them. This gift like, deals with the management and stewardship of resources. So this, this type of gift is the gift that, watch me, when we talk debt freedom, this gift stirs up. Because this gift is like, come on, Bishop, let's go. When we start talking about financial principles, this gift is like, let's go. Come on, let's, let's not just celebrate being blessed, but let's keep it. Let's not just celebrate getting out of debt. Let's stay out of debt. Let's not just celebrate going to another figure of earning, but let's stay and go further. All right, all right, here's the next gift. And notice it says give with liberality. So we all should give. So don't say, Bishop, that's why I don't give nothing because I'm not gifted as a giver. And that's not what this means. This, this gift means to be stewardship conscious. That was the best English word we had coming from Greek. I'm almost done. Y'all with me? He who leads with diligence. Uh-oh. Let me start with the diligence. Let me say this for every leader. If you're not diligent, you will fail as a leader. Because you have to inspect what you expect. Other than that, you're always going to experience disrespect. You cannot leave it up for people to just do it and you take their word for it. That's why it says you need to be diligent. That means you have to say, somebody say, I'm diligent. Come on. He who leads with diligence. Now, this, leadership is a gift. But in some translations, it calls it administration. Administration is not sitting at a computer doing administrative work. Admin think of the presidency. We call it the Biden-Harris administration. We call it the Obama-Biden administration, which means that's the systems, the structure, the strategy that they set up to be a leader. Here's how you know you have the gift of leadership, that you see a problem and immediately what you want to do is create a system to solve it. Who am I talking to in here? You watch me. You walk in and you're like, this is chaos, but the job of a leader is to bring cosmos, which means it's out of order now, but I'm sent to bring some order to it, and I'm going to be diligent in it, which means I've got the persistence to see the thing through. I've got the ability to not give up even though it gets difficult because the leader is goal-oriented. We're going to get somewhere, but I can't get excited about change and not realize to get the change, I have to manage transition, and to manage transition, I have to be diligent in transition because the goal of a leader is to get people from where they are to where you want them to be and that process is called transition which means I can't give up because they give up because I'm the leader if you're a leader in this building or online I need you to worship God for three seconds why that you're going to be diligent you're going to be diligent you're going to be diligent let's go 
He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Now listen, mercy used to be one of my top gifts. To God be the glory, I got it down. He said, Bishop, how do you get it down? Well, because see, see the Bible, and, and I've taught about this before. I won't go into too much detail. The Bible says that you can earnestly desire spiritual gifts. Which means there may be certain gifts you don't have that you won't that you can pray for. There may be gifts that you have that you have too much of that you need to reduce. Mercy is one of those things. Um, anybody ever taken a spiritual gifts test and mercy been at the top or mercy is currently at the top? If you haven't taken the test, do yourself a favor and take the test after church. Where is it at? Where's it at? In the app. All right. Now, now pay attention. The gift of mercy means you're feeling oriented. It doesn't mean feeling oriented. You are feeling oriented. Notice the inflection. When you understand this, the gift of mercy is great except when it's used too much. Because mercy can turn into coddling. All right. Let me show you what coddling looks like. Come. And uh, come here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Real fast. What you weigh? All right. Can you can you bench one eighty? Okay, let's not okay, let's not do that. I don't need no accidents on the stage. Uh 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 come here, sweetheart. Come here, sweetheart. Uh-huh. Come on. Come on. I just want I don't want you dropping him. But we're gonna we are going we gonna try it anyhow. All right, come on, here we go. Hey Arnold, listen. All right, all right, here we go. All right, all right. So so here's Colin. How old are you, sweetheart? You're 11, right? So you can walk. You, you, you can get to where you're going. You don't need your hand held. <laughs> see, if mercy's unrestrained, see, this is what all you need, all you need to do. Listen, we're going to the traffic. Just come on. And look, you're 11, so you could Come on, baby, follow me. Listen, listen, you can follow my voice. You don't need my hand. But here's unrestrained mercy, where it becomes coddling. You want somebody to pick you up. You're too grown to be getting carried. You're too mature to keep carrying people. Y'all are not saying anything right there. I need you to say, I will not coddle. Let's go. You got to move, because some of you, this is what you're doing with your friends. No, 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 keep up, keep up, keep up, keep up, keep up, keep up. This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing, because they ain't changing. Come on. They ain't changing. Some of you do this to your kids. You done told them what to do five times. Or in the South, we say it like this, 50, 11 times. And they ain't changing. Some of you have been doing this like this for your coworkers. And they still have their job because you're doing it. And you stressed out doing your job and their job. Sometimes, for today, some of y'all need to put some of these grown people down and let them go. If you know you got somebody you need to let go and put them on their own two feet, just shout, I let them go. Here we go. All right. The last group of gifts, and we're out of here, are called the manifestational gifts. Again, you can test for the gifts we just went over. Last group of gifts is called the manifestational gifts. Say manifest. manifest. This is when the Spirit of God manifests himself. All right. There's a lot of talk in pop culture today about manifest. One of my favorite shows is um, a Million Dollar Listing, New York. Anybody else like this? Yeah? Two people. Okay. Three? Online. Come on, y'all. you got to get some help online. Come on. One of my favorite shows. And one of the agents on there, she said, she said, I manifested this. And, 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 and I thought, wow, you think you did it. I said, what's amazing is that if you could have done it, you would have done it a long time ago. Right? 
So when you talk about the manifestational gifts, this literally means to make visible or known by words or deeds. In other words, God says, I want to manifest myself. I want to show you myself, God says, in a way you've never seen me. See, for some of you, you've only known God through your mama, through your daddy, through your past. And God says, I want to show you me in a way you've never seen before. And I'm going to tell you from now to the end of this year, the Holy Spirit says, I want to manifest myself, not just in this building, not just online, but when you get to work, I want to. When you're at lunch, I want to manifest. Come on, open your mouth, say, God, manifest yourself. Verse 7, let's go. we got to go fast. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So these you can't test for because they're at the discretion of the Spirit. He says whatever needs to be revealed if the atmosphere is right. Because the Spirit does not manifest where he's tolerated. He manifests where he's celebrated. This is one of the reasons I have you worship so much. And for some of you, you're not used to that. You're like, I just want to sit and learn. And I, and I understand that. But understand, you don't just need information. You need revelation. You don't just need revelation. You need to leave here with transformation. And that's why we have to create an atmosphere where the Spirit is celebrated, not tolerated. Let's tell the truth. You don't want to go anywhere where people are side-eyeing you and looking you up and down and acting crazy with you. So why would the Holy Spirit want to go somewhere where people are looking crazy at him say manifest yourself but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all verse 8 but the one is given the word of wisdom that's how to do and what to do these aren't these aren't wise words as someone says this is specific to you if you've been around harvest for a while you've seen a word of wisdom where i've spoken to someone and said this is what you need to do this is how you need to do it i'm moving fast because we'll go deeper as we navigate through the year um the next is uh, a word of knowledge say word of knowledge this is supernatural information. If you saw church on Wednesday, you saw this manifest on Wednesday where specific sicknesses and illnesses began to be called out. Specific scenarios began to be called out. Because God says, I will put some supernatural information in the mouth of a man of God that they'll say it to you like, how would he know that? There's no other explanation except the Lord revealed the information. And some of you, God says, I want to give you a word of knowledge just so that you know I know who you are. Because some of you, you're like, God, I feel like I'm just a, 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 you don't really know me. And God is like, I will give supernatural knowledge about you. That's why some of you, when you come to church, even the message is a word of knowledge. Why? Because it's supernatural. You're like, how in the world is he talking about the same thing? It feels like he's got cameras in my house. That ain't Bishop, that's God. Watch me. The next gift is the gift of faith. Say faith. We all have faith. So this is kind of like um, those gifts I was just talking about serving and giving. We all have faith. The Bible says, and God has dealt each one the measure of faith. Pay attention, though. This is another level of faith. This is like faith on, I don't want to say steroids, but this is like faith on a lot of protein. <laughs> all right? They said on juicy fruit. The problem with juicy fruit is that after like five chomps, flavor's gone. That's, 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 you know, it's, just, it's gone. You do five chomps and it's gone. Right? Pay attention. Say faith. Yes. This is a super, this is like faith on another level. See, sometimes you already have faith, but there's certain moments where what you want, you, you're not walking in the faith for. So what you're trying to see, you're not walking in the faith for. So what the Bible says is that God will give you faith. In other words, he's going to add his faith to your faith. Can I say it to you like this? Sometimes it takes God to believe God. Because in your mind, you're like, I don't know how this is going to happen. So what did he do? He's going to take his faith, add it to your faith, and be like, bam. It's like an Emerald Lagasse special. It's going to be like, bam. 
And for some of you, watch me, it will it give you supernatural action during a time of need or opportunity. So there are certain moments where certain, something will happen, and when it happens, you literally will take an action you would never take. You'll sow a seed. You'll be like, I wouldn't normally, what I sow? Watch me, because what you needed required seed to be sown because your increase is in your release. You'll pray for somebody to get healed, and normally you're timid. You wouldn't even do that. But something will rise up in you. You're like, where did that come from? He added his faith to your faith. It's kind of like you're going to buy a million-dollar property. You only have $750,000 in the bank. When he gives you the gift of faith, he gives you the 250 Watch me. And closing costs you need to close the deal. He'll give you the faith to believe for it. You'll do something that doesn't even make sense to your natural personhood, but you'll take a step. Let me see if I can say it another way. This is what he gave Peter. He said, Peter, I need you to walk on water. And what did Peter do? God gave him the gift of, and Peter took a, then he took a, some of y'all are about to take a, then another, and you're about to be walking on what you thought would kill you. You're about to be walking on what you thought would drown you. I need you to say, Lord, give me faith. Here's the next one. I got to go. Here's the next one. I got to go. I got to go to another gifts of healings. Healings is not just limited to your physical body. Sometimes you need emotional healing. Sometimes you need physical healing. He says, I will give you the gift of healing. Well, watch me. And this is to believe for and be the instrument of healing. All right. Watch me. Say he's a healing God. If you don't believe it, go read the praise reports on our website. Here's the next one. The working of miracles. Pay attention. Miracles are worked. They're not given. Sometimes you're like, God, I just need a miracle. That's not how this works. God says, give me what you have to work with. See, the gift here is that you will give up what it is you need to release so that you are able to see the miracle. Woman with the issue of blood. Woman, let me have a woman real fast. Come on, let's go, let's go. Let me have a woman real fast. All right, watch me. All right, all right. You got to get low. Got to get low with it. Low, low. Get low with it. Get on ground. All right. So watch me. So Jesus, so Jesus is standing. Watch me. Here's what she has to give up to get her miracle. Pride. Because some of you say, I'm not doing all of that. I'm grown. That's why you don't have what you want. Because that's why, that's why you're still in life. That's why you still don't have what you want. Because sometimes what you have to give up is your ego. You got to give up people knowing who you are. She gets on the ground and she crawls. See, watch me. Never be too big to get low. Never be too high to get low. I just need to check this building and online. Is there anybody that says, God, I'm not too high to get down low? She gets low. And when she gets low, she gets access. See, some of you can never get the miracle you want because you don't have access going high like that. You're going to have to get low. You're going to have to start from the ground up. You're going to have to start from square one. And I need you not to despise the day of small beginnings. She gets low. And then she touches the hem of his garment. And, and Jesus turns around. He's like, wait a minute. Stop. Wait a minute. Somebody touched me. And his disciples are like, Jesus, there's a whole crowd around you touching you, sir. Everybody touched you. He said, no, you don't get it. Somebody just worked a miracle. They gave me what they had. And I took what they had and turned it into what they wanted. Thank you, sweetheart. Jesus says this. He feeds thousands of people with two fish and what? Five loaves of bread. You work a miracle, which means this gift means I will take what I have and give it to him so he makes it what I want. I got to move on to the next one. Watch me. Uh, to, to, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, interpretations of tongues. I want to deal with discerning of spirits, and then we're out of here. You ready? 
because you're about to take this presence, you're going to take it with you out of this building, and you're going to take it with you online. See, some of you are going to have testimonies of healing. Watch me on your job. You're going to have testimonies of miracles that's going to happen for you this week because God is too big for a building. Who's too big just for a digital campus? Everywhere you go, this is why if I stay filled, wherever I go, he goes with me, which means he can work a miracle at Target. He can work a miracle at Nordstrom's. He can work a miracle at Giordano's. He can work a miracle at the... Look at this next one. The discerning of spirits. All right, what does this mean? Notice it's not the gift of discernment. Discernment is a skill. You, you can sharpen discernment. Sometimes with discernment, you don't even need, I don't have to be deep. You can just discern certain things. Like, you know, like, uh, there's certain things you can just discern. Like, like, if you see somebody crying in church, like, you don't, you don't have to, you don't need the Holy Ghost to discern while you're going through a lot. Duh. And you saying the Lord told you that? I saw her crying. I mean, we didn't need the Lord to do like that. That's discernment. See, you can learn the personality traits of certain types of people. You can learn how a snake moves. I was walking downtown the other day, Sarge. I was walking the other day downtown. This man, there's a lot going on. This man had a python. And he had his shirt off, walking around with no shoes on, with a python. He smiled at me. I, I smiled back and said, God bless you. <laughs> Be encouraged. Keep all that over there. It was interesting, though. It was a prophetic gesture. It was the enemy showing me what he was trying to do to me. Spirit of Python. Okay. You have to be here for the rest of the series to get it. It was the enemy showing me what it was I was dealing with. I said, oh, I see you. I hold on thing. I, I, so the, the discerning of spirits means who's behind this? Is this God? Is this the enemy? Is this the devil? Is this, say, is this a person? Because it can be the spirit of a person at work. For some of you, there's certain things that are just the, that's the way your family moves. They lower to everybody else but you. Right? And then it can be the previous person, like the spirit of Jezebel. She's the previous person that used to live. She's not alive anymore, but her spirit is still in the earth. Pay attention. You paying attention? All right, watch me. So, so let me give you scripture to back this up. And this is why you need the discernment of spirits. Say discerning of spirits. Because you may be calling something the devil, but it's God. When Jesus is walking to them on water towards their boat, the Bible says they get afraid. They get afraid because they don't have the discerning of spirits. They get afraid because they say, it's a ghost. Casper is out here on the water. And he don't look friendly. Watch me. Because they could not discern what it was, what the spirit was, they began to be afraid. Check, pay attention. Some of you are afraid of what you need to walk toward. Let me talk over here because y'all ain't going to talk to me. Come on, come on, right? Come on, stage, right? I need for some of your discerning of spirits to go to another level. Why? Because there's certain things you're afraid of, but it's not the devil, it's God. You need to walk toward that thing. Let me check this middle section. There's some of you, there are things you're afraid of you don't need to walk away from, but you need to walk toward. Everybody on your feet in this building online. Father, manifest your spirit with us. We got to go. Manifest your spirit with us. Manifest your spirit through us. 
fill us again. Come on, can I get you to open your mouth and say, fill me, Lord, fill me. Fill me, Lord. Fill us. Give us a refill so that when we leave this building, God, we would see the manifestation of your spirit. We would see the manifestation of your spirit. God, we are gifted. God, we are gifted. This is why we've been afflicted. But we thank you that we will do what you sent us to do. In Jesus' name. In this building online, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at. In this building, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand online. I'm going to ask you to do the hand with the emoji or say it's me. You need to become a Christian for the first time. You never give your life to the Lord. Bishop, what does it mean to become a Christian? I believe the good news. What's the good news? It's called the gospel. What's the gospel? The good news is the bad news is wrong. Well, but I got issues. You don't come to God after you're perfect. You don't get all your stuff fixed and come to God. God can use you and change you at the same time. See, God's not waiting for you to be done changing before he uses you. God can change you and use you at the same time. So if you're in this building, you need to do that for the first time. But if you've fallen away from the Lord, you've been out of church, you've been away from God, you've not prayed, you've done all that, guess what? No judgment, no condemnation, come back today. Well, Bishop, I'm afraid I might mess up again. Let me help go on in and solve the problem. Spoiler alert, you will. But that's what he died for. So that we can have life and life more abundantly, a second chance. And here's what I love about Jesus. He's not the God of just the second chance. He's the God of another chance because I use my second chance about 32 seconds after I use my first. Third lift is like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure today. If you're in this building, I'm going to ask you to just slip your hand up. When I count to three online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand with emoji. It says to me, one, two, God's coming to get you. No guilt, no condemnation, no same. Everybody's included. Everybody's included. Nobody's included. One, two, three. If that's you, hands up in this building. I see you. I see you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Online, type it's me or do that hand wavy emoji. Come on, guys. People are coming to the Lord at this 1115. People came to the Lord at the 915. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for loving me because of this belief and because of this confession. If this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Give me the grace, Lord, to run this race. If I fall, help me get back up. Come on, I need to hear everybody like an army say, if I fall, help me get back up. In Jesus' name, amen. You just pray that prayer. I need you to take your phone out. Text the word decision to 877-552-4746 or scan that QR code. I need you to do that. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. 
Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's.